Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. March 1st, 1905. Murder. The co-founder of Stanford University, Jane Stanford, poisoned in her hotel room. Jane Lathrop Stanford was the wife of Leland Stanford, a tycoon and industrialist, one of San Francisco's robber barons of the 1800s. They lived in an absurdly big mansion on the corner of California and Powell Streets. They had a pretty happy life until 1884, when their son, Leland Jr., a scholarly, bright kid, died as a teenager of typhoid fever. They channeled their grief into founding a college, Leland Stanford Junior University. Leland Sr. died in 1893. Jane Stanford continued to serve as the president of the Board of Regents of Stanford University. She was in her mansion one day in 1905 when she asked a maid for a bottle of mineral water. She took a drink and immediately spit it out. It was bitter. She forced herself to vomit, and she sent the bottle to a pharmacist who reported back that the water had strychnine in it. Poison. It was a murder attempt. In the investigation, the maid came under suspicion. She'd worked in Great Britain, and she'd regaled the household staff with stories of servants poisoning their masters. But there was no evidence. She was fired, but never charged. Mrs. Stanford was upset, sad, depressed. She sailed for Hawaii to calm her nerves, vowing never to return to the house on Californian Powell. She didn't. Not long after she arrived at the Moana Hotel in Honolulu, she once again asked a maid, a different one, for a bottle of water. And once again, she spit it out because it tasted bitter. But this time, she was too late. She'd swallowed too much, and she wasn't able to make herself throw up. I am poisoned, she yelled. The newspapers described her gruesome contortions as she got sicker and sicker and then died. The Chronicle reported that crowds thronged the sidewalks outside the newspaper's office looking at the bulletin boards where updates were posted about her condition and then the investigation into her death. Once again, the bottle was examined, this time by the coroner, and once again, strychnine was found. Again, the chief suspect was a maid. She was the only person who'd been in the house for the first incident and in the hotel for the fatal poisoning. But she was never charged. Meanwhile, the president of Stanford University got on a ship and came to Hawaii. He was an interesting guy. More on that in a second. His name was David Starr Jordan. He led his own investigation, which concluded that Jane Stanford had died of heart failure. That's pretty odd for a woman who had yelled, I am poisoned, and whose dying utterance was, My jaws are stiff. This is a horrible death to die. Why did David Starr Jordan create a cover-up? We don't know. 
He may have wanted to avoid scandal for the university, was having trouble with fundraising, and probably didn't need the bad publicity. It also could be that he wanted to deflect any attention on him as a possible suspect. He and Mrs. Stanford didn't get along, and there were rumors that she wanted him removed as president. Whatever the reason, it worked. For a hundred years, it was widely believed that Jane Stanford died of natural causes. It was only after some reporting in the 21st century that the truth, as reported in the Chronicle in 1905, became well known again. David Starr Jordan, interesting guy. He led Stanford University through 1916 as president and then chancellor. He was an expert witness in the famous Scopes trial in 1925. You know, Clarence Darrow, Inherit the Wind. He was on the evolution side. But he was also a eugenicist. He believed in forced sterilization and selective breeding. It took a while, but this eventually was fatal to his legacy. There was a middle school named after him in Palo Alto, but a student wrote a book report that talked about his beliefs, and that led to protests by students and parents to have the name of the school changed. It was in 2018. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.